Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yay, networks. 13 has been my lucky number for a while. Like, it's always a sign of good things to come for me. This is 13, a Taylor Swift fan podcast. Breaking down every song, every Easter egg, every era, and every theory. Hosted by the biggest Swifties. Nick Adams, Anna Casiejos, Amy Nichols, and Lacey G. Welcome to 13, a Taylor Swift fan podcast. I'm Nick Adams. I'm Anna. Amy. And I'm Lacey G. And you know, normally whenever we go through an album, like we've done this with (laughs) Fearless, we've done this with Lover, and now we're jumping into Red, we like to go in track order. Yeah. So track one all the way down until whatever it would be. Track 30 in Uh. Red's case. (laughs) And so when we were looking at the rundown of Red, we were like, we can't hold all too well 10 minute version for six months from now we thought about it we thought about it because you know we like to take ourselves seriously and think about the integrity of our track listings (laughs) and how it looks on the podcast page but no we can't do that it's all about all too well 10 minute version is the biggest thing that swifties are talking about we can't avoid this for very long so today we're going out of order but today we're breaking down all too well taylor's version 10 minute version from, from the, the vault. vault the short film the short film we're breaking it all down there's a lot of parentheses here but 13, we're breaking it all 13 down. podcast version and uh, <laughs> yes all too well 10 minute version so this is going to be episode one of probably 10 episodes of breaking down all too well 10 minute version is that safe to say i mean i scheduled out to be here for the next five hours so uh this might not be a short one and hopefully we uh have all of our notes we have lots of notes sitting in front of us Guys, I do I do want to brag how far we've come because I remember before we started this podcast, we would still get together and break down all the albums. And I used to have album breakdowns of Taylor Swift's that was six pages long. Now I have six pages on All Too Well, the short film. It's, it's impressive how much she has packed into her song, into the interviews that she's done, into the short film. There's so much that she has yeah. planned out beautifully for all of us to just uh, take uh, unwrap like presents. And truly, everything that we talk about today is only what we were able to find from having yeah. three days with this yeah. short film. So in a few weeks, we might have to just revisit it because we are bound to find more things. Absolutely. And, you know... Uh, we're all normal humans that have regular lives. What? Um, and and so, uh, yeah, there's going to be stuff that we miss. There's going to be stuff that maybe if you're a listener that you have interpreted or you think could be a signal. We would love to hear those things because stuff is going to fall through the cracks with this song and with any song. So all the ways to contact us are in the description of this podcast right now. So email us, hit us up on social media and tell us your thoughts because we would love to hear mm-hmm. what you think. So where do we even start the origin of the song the source material is that where we start the relationship we're talking about and then dive into everything else yeah i think i think it's important to provide context especially if there are newer swifties that are joining us that you know they just don't know the backstory to all too well i think it's important to provide context because there is so much 
of the inspiration that kind of bleeds through in the lyrics and in the movie. So for research purposes, I went back and I found an, I actually, okay, so I have a whole breakdown timeline of the relationship between Taylor Swift and Jake Gyllenhaal, who is allegedly the male character in this story, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And for full research purposes to really, really understand this, I actually went back and I found an article from 2012 okay. that outlined the relationship because I wanted to see how the media wrote about it when it actually happened. You know, because we yeah. we know the way that the media treated Taylor was just completely different then than it yeah. is now. And I really wanted to get the full experience of like everything she was going through from the heartbreak to the way that it was interpreted and all of that. So this is what I have found. Here's the full uh, backstory timeline of I wrote of Taylor and Jake's burning relationship. Okay. So they were first seen publicly in October of 2010. And a source had told Us Weekly that their relationship was brand new and that Jake is the one that initiated the relationship by emailing Taylor and saying that he was a fan of her music. Okay. And then on October 23rd, they were seen apple picking in New York. Like very cute. Yeah. That's like definitely setting this up to be a romance for the ages. I mean. Apple picking. I mean, uh, seriously, you ladies that are here with us, have y'all ever gone apple picking no, with your man? I would die. That would be so cute. So you haven't it done would. it? No, I haven't, but I would love that. I would love that. And then that same evening, they were in the audience at SNL to see Emma Stone. Um, Taylor was there to see Emma, so she's the one that brought Jake. And at the time, people were surprised that she brought him because I guess their relationship was so new. Um, and people were saying at the time that she was super into him, that she looked like she was living a dream. And then they went out to brunch the next day. But sources said that at this brunch at the time, again, this is an article from 2012, um, sources were saying that at the brunch, Taylor looked stiff and uncomfortable while Jake played the cooler, older guy. Of course. Because I guess we haven't even said it yet, but their age difference is very important to mm. this. It's going to be it's going to come up several times in this episode. Yes. Um, so then following the timeline, Jake met Taylor's mom October 25th when she was in New York filming a, a Thanksgiving special for NBC. Um, the following weekend, the weekend of October 29th, they spent the weekend at a luxury hotel in Big Sur, California. So they were seen together being very lovey-dovey at breakfast, at the pool. They stayed in the most expensive room with a fireplace and ocean view, okay? Um, and then November 11th, Taylor took a jet from Nashville to London where he was he was in London to promote his movie Love and Other Drugs with him and Anne Hathaway. Mm -hmm. And that's an important detail for later. Um, but this was a last-minute trip that apparently Taylor's team didn't even know about, which makes sense because if she was very, she was very clearly infatuated. She was very much um, in like a honeymoon type stage in this relationship very, very early on. So this was the fourth consecutive weekend that they had been sp spotted out together. And then he went back to New York and she flew to Japan. I think at the time she was doing um, Speak Now type uh, press. Tour. Yeah, tour. And then the next sighting that we have of them is Thanksgiving at Jake's sister's house. It's a big deal. Yeah. It is a very, very big deal. So Taylor went to celebrate Thanksgiving with Jake and his family at Maggie's house in Brooklyn. And that morning, they went to Park Slope's Gorilla Coffee for maple lattes. And this is important to note because, as we know, in, in Taylor's uh, early discography, she would have the little booklets um, and her lyrics would spell out a secret message. Yeah. And the secret message for All Too Well said maple lattes. Ooh. Oh, go. wow. Yeah. So... We've all seen the, the paparazzi photo of Taylor and Jake that day with their maple lattes, right? Like, that's the one where And she's their scarves, yeah, jumping on his back. Yeah, in that photo, mm. she's wearing the scarf. So it's truly a moment in history, if you will. 
Um, and apparently, according to sources, the the it was last minute for her to go to sp- spend Thanksgiving with him. Um, but she said that she was free. She was available. She was like, I'm going to go. Why not? Who's free for Thanksgiving? Me. I guess she kind of like was blew off her other plans. I'm free. To be with him. Yeah. Yeah. And then right after that, the next day, they flew to St. Louis to spend time with her family. So I think they kind of figured like, oh, we'll spend Thanksgiving Day with yours and the day next with hers. Um, And then, you know, November 27th, they were spotted in Nashville getting breakfast. Um, They were in Nashville for a few days. And then December 8th, Taylor went to Los Angeles and went straight to Jake's house in Hollywood Hills. And then the next day, they were driving around town when paparazzi started following them. And this is very important, yeah. too, because this is when Jake got really mad. Not at Taylor, but that he got really mad that the paparazzi was being so reckless. Following them, he called the police. Um, I think, oh, here it says, police stopped six paparazzi cars that were following them, but then there were four more that showed up. So there are paparazzi photos of them in the car. Jake looks furious. Yeah, he's raging out. Raging. Taylor looks very l- low I guess, scared almost. Um, uh, Those, I mean, if you just Google Jake Taylor paparazzi car, like those are, photos are everywhere. Um, So then right after that, towards the end of, um, end of the year, early 2011 is when they announced their breakup. And Us Weekly was saying at the time that Jake suddenly was acting like he wasn't interested. He wasn't feeling it anymore. He didn't like all the attention that they were getting. Um, Sources at the time were saying that Jake cares about Taylor, but the publicity was too much and he wanted a more private life. But then a few weeks later, they were seen together in Nashville having dinner together. But sources were saying that they were very cordial. They weren't affectionate with each other. And then they saw each other at the Vanity Fair Oscars party in February where they were, quote, having a discussion. Kind of not like um, it, it said that they looked serious, like they were kind of like sorting something out mm-hmm. yeah, and probably personal. Right. And then Taylor had said later on a few years later that uh, that he had kind of like listened to the entire album and was like it was he said it was kind of like going through like a photo album like uh-huh. of their like relationship. Um, so that's kind of like the backstory of like they had a very whirlwind relationship, but it, I feel like it like there's just so much in those three months, so much emotion, so yeah. much heartbreak. Also, it, like it and feel, I totally understand. I totally get it. It feels like after this ten minute all too well version that we got, where so much more is revealed, I still feel like there's a lot she's not saying. Yeah, there's a lot of emotion there. Like this was more than just a three month relationship. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Bigger feelings. Something was going on. He said something, he did something that she's not quite willing to reveal. Maybe she doesn't want to cross whatever line that is. Yeah. But something was there to where this is one of the relationships that just got under her skin and she couldn't shake it. And I think the age difference is just so important. Not only does she sing about it, but also like thinking like to myself now, like I'm 28 right now, but the way that I felt when I was 19, 20, if I was dating a 29-year-old guy who was flying me to London or, you know, taking me out, like, on these, like, dates and at this expense Going of, apple uh, picking? Going apple picking. Like, all this stuff. Like, I totally, totally understand the infatuation with this, like, older man who's, like, sweeping you off your feet, essentially. And then for him to just break your heart. Yeah. I'd like to think I would release a 10-minute version as well. And he's also really great looking. And he's he a like really the, big star. The American boy. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's, the, it sets themselves up to be an incredible power couple. They look good together. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's perfect on paper. Yeah. Well, he's telling her everything that she wants to hear and then saying it's all in her head. So, I mean, we know exactly what it is 
that he did to her. And people do want to try to trivialize it, that they were only together for three months, but that really doesn't matter. Not whenever you believe that much in somebody and you're willing to overlook the red flags because you know that he's the one. And he was playing mind games with her, which is something that we see in the video later. Right. A lot of gaslighting going on. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So you keep mentioning the age difference. Uh, Taylor was 19 and he was 29. Well, in the All Too Well short film, she handpicked Sadie Sink and Dylan O'Brien. And of course, it's Taylor Swift. So there's a million reasons why. And it's not just because of the age difference, because Sadie is 19 and Dylan's 30, which is right about the same age that Jake and Taylor were during their relationship. But Zero Wolf on TikTok pointed out just why this was genius casting. She's using the public's knowledge and perception of Sadie Sink and Dylan O'Brien to help make a point. Because obviously the age gap between the actors matches up to the age gap between Jake Gyllenhaal and Taylor Swift. But that gap is much more emphasized with these two specific actors than it would be if they had cast just a random 19-year-old actress and a random 30-year-old actor. Because Dylan O'Brien is an actor who was at the peak of his popularity as an adult about 10 years ago. Whereas Sadie Sink's most recognizable and famous roles were done recently as a child actress. The fact that the general public was introduced to Sadie Sink when she was a young teenager and then watched her grow up over the last five or six years means we're not perceiving her as a grown-up actress, but as a child actress who's grown up. But somewhat more importantly than that, the fact that her debut as a child actress happened well after Dylan O'Brien had already passed the prime of his relevancy as an adult not only emphasizes the disparity in age between these two people, but mm. highlights the inappropriateness of it. It's really well said. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's really, really well said. I hadn't thought of it that way. I did see a, <laughs> I saw a video. I don't have the audio. But there was a guy on TikTok that he was like, okay, I'm going to react to the video. And he was like, all right, there's Sadie Singh hanging out with her dad. Oh, wait, no, nope, that's Taylor not her dad. Taylor does so many intentional things <laughs> like that. that like funny. in the poster that we first seen for All Too Well, the short film, Sadie's looking into his eyes, but he's not looking into hers. So this whole time, yeah, so this whole time, she's the one who's more right. invested in him, but he'll tell her what she wants to hear and then say it's all in her head whenever it's said and done. And also, Sadie's in the same pose and same direction as Taylor Swift in the original Red album. 
And so this whole week that Taylor was promoting things, she had a very big promotional week. She had like Jimmy Fallon, then Seth Meyers, then mm -hmm. uh, Saturday Night Live. And so there was a lot packed in there. And so Jimmy Fallon was talking to her about the origins of this song and how it came to be. And she said that she was um, rehearsing for the Speak Now tour. She came in, she was really frustrated, and she just started playing. And so I started playing guitar and just kind of playing the same four chords over and over again. And I just started kind of, the band sort of joined in and I started ad-libbing what I was going through and what I was feeling. And, and it went on and with the song kept building and building and building in intensity. And the song just went on for about, you know, 10 to 15 minutes of us doing this. And the 10 minute version of All Too Well is what was originally written for the song before I had to cut it down to a normal length song. And that's the thing I'm the most excited about because it's the original <laughs> lyrics. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the shoe's just flowing. <laughs> that's so incredible that's incredible because <laughs> even in my like deepest hurt of like heartache i could never put it into words like like she did no okay can i play devil's advocate do we think she hadn't gone back and tweaked a bunch of the lyrics to uh sure to fit a, a, a better song sure. versus she what she just kind of it. you know word vomited as but she was being emotional you know the, the meat like of it though all around. of it i mean I think I, i'm sure it, that she did interchange right? some words or this sounds better but i think the general idea of it though all came from there and she might have made some minor changes um but i i think it was more in that moment though and i know one day this will happen for us one day taylor swift will call us yes i know that's going to Manifest happen it. i but like it at the premiere someone on the red carpet asked dylan o'brien what it was like cuz he <gasps> is a swifty yes. he is a big fan of hers he's posted about her before on social media and stuff and so they were like what was it like how did this actually come about and he told them how it went down you get a phone call yeah. is taylor swift on the line yes it she is. Well, no, it was sort of like a text first, and then like we uh, texted, uh, and then we jumped on the phone. What did the text say? You're in. You're our guy. No, it was something like I well, hate you from my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She came at me like super aggressive, <laughs> right. and then she was like, "I'm <laughs> with you. Uh, do you want to do this?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, God, you're awesome." <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, that is funny. That is sort of what our relationship has uh, turned into. Right. Funny enough, that kind of so. Wouldn't that be so great? Taylor Swift, like your manager says, hey, Taylor wants to do something for me with you. And then like a few minutes later, Taylor Swift is texting you. And then a few minutes later, you're on the phone. And he, he had also said, I cut it out. He had also said that he was like asleep and woke up to some of these text messages. He's like, what is happening? <laughs> oh, my God. I just I truly don't know how I would ever react to something like that. And you know what? I also just absolutely have I was telling Amy, I think I'm falling in love with Dylan O'Brien just through all of this. Not did not only did he do a great job in the movie, but I think also in interviews, there was another interview from the premiere um, where, so we, we know, we, we speculate that this, you know, is about Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, but Taylor's never flat out said that. And I think I've always loved that. I love that she's never flat out said it. And Dylan O'Brien is kind of following along the same lines of not saying it, but I, I love him for that. Fans have speculated this song is about Jake Gyllenhaal. You're, and they've talked about your ages, yours and Sadie's, and oh. how they're very similar to the ages that Taylor and Jake were when oh, they were oh, dating. Oh. Any Easter egg there? Any insight? Oh, no, I don't think so. No, my character's name was Brandon. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that's what I, you know, that's all I know about it. I don't even think, it's, it's such a just uh, insightful and random take on a relationship I don't think she's even experienced. <laughs> that's what's so funny. I was like, how do you know this so well? You know, it's incredible. 
Good job. I good love job. that answer so much that I, I fell in love with him yeah, after I saw answer. that. Yeah, good answer. Yes, great answer. Do you think they went to the uh, Taylor Swift School of Media Training <laughs> absolutely, before absolutely. the red carpet interviews? Yes, absolutely, because she also did a really, really good job of dodging that question also. Um, when they they asked her, you know, like, who was the song about, which is such a 2010 question yeah. to ask. Um, Speaking of the fans, I mean, they have set Twitter ablaze. They've been dying to know for 10 years, who is this about? Oh, I'm, you know what, that's one of the interesting questions that people ask me all the time about songs. And what I think is important to note is that these songs were mine years ago when they were written. Now they're ours. Now they're shared. They're caroling that song out there. I think every person out there might have someone they think of when they hear the song. And that's what I want. So good job on Taylor for dodging the question. Uh Great. Wonderful. Uh, Good job on the reporter for asking that uncomfortable, intimidating question. And I mean, like you, you, you kind of have to like, Anna, do you? Yeah. I mean, Anna, you and I, we've interviewed people before. If you didn't ask that, I that wouldn't would be ask a, that. That though. would be a bad. That would imagine be a bad. Your boss would hear from you. I wouldn't ask that. Though. But imagine being the person who gets Taylor to say it's Jake. Totally. I or mean, that would be huge. Take, take Taylor Swift out of the table. If it's just some other random celebrity that you're interviewing, and you would I have to ask about. Or they maybe, maybe like what? Okay, like what inspired it? But just not straight up. Who is this song about? Like you only get just, like two minutes know. with Taylor Swift. I wouldn't you have do it. To ask I wouldn't. Either, I wouldn't do it. On the I, on the record, I even if it. I interview any other artist, I don't think I would ask just straight up. Too nice. You're it's too just, nice. No, I think it's just very. That's just very like. It's just very 2010. It's it like so outdated. It is. It is. It you is. know, and it's just uh, no one's ever asked Ed Sheeran who's this song about. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's just. I don't know. I don't. I didn't like it. It rubbed me the wrong way. Mm. But her answer okay. was spectacular. Yeah, her answer it was great. And the her him in, yeah, she wants us to put ourselves in that place. Right, leaves them unnamed. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what she said. Also, then she was like, you know, fans are able to take this story and relate it back to their own which is which is what we've done with all of her songs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean, we have this whole podcast about it. <laughs> Also, something else to note from the premiere is that she was wearing a really fabulous velvet purple yes. <laughs> suit. She specifically said, look at my violet. Yeah. Incredible. Well, does that color mean something? <laughs> is that what you're now. hinting at? Oh. I'm on the Speak Now train. I'm on the Speak Now bandwagon. Speak Now is next. That's what I am choosing to Well, leave. also, did you see the Easter egg that she was on Fallon wearing that beautiful black dress and everybody said it was her revenge dress and was comparing it to Princess Diana's dress. But then she came out and said... That's hilarious. I just think it's a pretty black dress. But I thought that that was so funny that she came on Fallon the night that Red is premiering and was wearing that dress. And everybody's like, ooh, that's her Princess Diana revenge okay, this dress. Is, this is Princess Diana. Oh, my gosh. This is not. The, I, I just liked it. a dress. It was a black dress I liked. I'm not trying to. I'm not. But no, it was that. So I'm, that one is wrong. We debunked it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I saw that, too. I was like. <gasps> Mm. One could say that's a better than revenge dress. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay, so right before we dive into the actual short film, one of the very first things that I immediately thought of, and Nick, we had this conversation off mic, but we were like, can this win awards? Like, can this win, um, I mean, the Oscars are around the corner. Like, how amazing would it be if she won an Oscar for this incredible film? Well, there was a there's a guy on TikTok named Alex, uh, his username is E-H-L-U-X-B on TikTok. And he kind of pointed out that, you know, there are certain requirements for to submit um, a film for the Oscars. 
So I've seen a lot of Swifties joking around that Taylor Swift could possibly win an Academy Award for the All Too Well short film. In order to be eligible, you have to premiere the short film in one of six cities. New York is one of those cities. It also has to be 40 minutes or less, which we know it is. It also has to be shot on either 35 or 70 millimeter film, which we have confirmation right here that it is. Now the second question, why would Taylor Swift want an Academy Award? Who did she write all too well about? Jake Gyllenhaal. And what does Jake Gyllenhaal do for a living? He's an actor. And what is the highest, most prestigious award for an actor? An Oscar. And what does Jake Gyllenhaal not have? <laughs> An Oscar. The ultimate payback for a toxic relationship. Does anybody know? Okay, so Jake Gyllenhaal has won Oscar nominations. Anybody know what it's for? Brokeback Mountain? I'm going to guess Brokeback. That's correct. Best Supporting Actor, 2006, Brokeback Mountain. He didn't win, though? Did not win. Sad. Um, well, he would also, <laughs> this would also be extra epic because he will most likely be at the Oscars this year because his sister Maggie is making her directorial debut with a movie called The Lost Daughter, and it's getting a lot of Oscar buzz. Yeah, and I saw that everyone was like, where is Jake Gyllenhaal this weekend? He was <laughs> yeah. at some event where she was receiving an award. Yeah, I know. There's a picture of him, and he's looking all sad and I saw, I saw a tweet, and it was like, Jake Gyllenhaal, um, you know, like steps out amid all too well <laughs> re-release, and I thought it was funny. But I did look up, after I saw Alex's TikTok video, um, I looked it up, and the deadline for a live-action short film to submit it for the Oscars was October 15th of 2021. Okay. I don't know how it works where it's like, do you submit it and then screen it later? Or does it, okay, like, you know what I mean? I saw uh, November 15th oh, was really? the submission deadline. Because mm -hmm. I Googled it too. So oh. I don't know if that was that's separate from the short film than like, I don't know. Because they have a bunch of categories. Category, mm -hmm. right. So I don't I don't know. Mm, but we'll even but even so, like let's say hypothetically. Uh, yeah, but I want it to be this year. I know, because the, the, the hype will die. Yeah. Not for us. If she was really into it, she would have made whatever that date is, I would think. Yeah, but date. I mean, she scheduled this album yeah, to come out true. on the 19th, and then she moved it up. I, that's I don't true. Know. Though I do fully believe that she filmed this whole thing last year, yeah. um, last last fall. Um, yeah, well, because the, the album cover for Red Taylor's version, we know is from the Evermore shoot. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of crazy to think that she gave us Evermore while simultaneously working on Red Taylor's version. <laughs> right, right. Um, she works everything in advance. I mean, even just looking at the movie, it's clearly fall. Fall. They had to film that somewhere. It had to in, have been a year. It couldn't have been too recently because they have to, right. they and have you to can't, edit it and everything. And like, I know there's like movie magic, but you can't fake the way that those trees look you, you know what i mean to the other side of the world but <laughs> i think it was probably difficult i don't put it do past, i don't <laughs> put it past her though but then i also love that in july sadie sink did an interview with mtv and they asked her they're like what's your favorite song to sing in the car and she said all too well by taylor swift and so if she had already filmed this movie and she mm -hmm. said that that's incredible that's i great. love that love it so shall we dive into the song into the short film. Who would have thought that we'd talk for like a whole hour before even getting to uh, <laughs> the short film? Well, before we get into the deep dive of this all too well short film, because there's so much to get to. First off, maybe you're all up in your emotions. We have been super emotional ever since last week, just because the release of Red Taylor's version and we've got all too well business going on. And sometimes whenever your emotions get to be too much, or maybe you just need somebody to talk to and bounce ideas off of, you can call our friends at BetterHelp. 
Yeah, we love BetterHelp so much because it is going to match you with your own licensed professional therapist where you can connect in a safe and private online environment and talk it out. I know a lot of us, especially this past few years, we've really realized that, man, we should probably talk to people every now and then and to let our emotions out and not let everything stay pent up inside for so long. Yeah, and it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help, but it is professional counseling done securely online. And you can message your counselor at any time. You know, maybe you're in the middle of listening to Red and you get really emotional. You need to text your counselor. That you can do. You get timely and thoughtful responses that you can schedule weekly through video or phone sessions. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. Yeah, so if you need help with things like depression, stress, anxiety, something going on in your relationships, look up BetterHelp. Everything you share is confidential, convenient, professional, and affordable. And we want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at BetterHelp.com slash Taylor Swift fan. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Taylor Swift fan. Okay, are we emotionally and mentally ready to get into this? Ready or not. I mean, I'm, uh, oh, man. Okay. I'm okay, but I'm not fine at all, can if you I will. Just, can I just say, the from the second that I heard 10-minute all-too-well version, I was like, okay, this is something different. Yes. Uh-huh. Because it's it just, it starts different. The music is a little bit different. So here is, like, the original, what we're kind of used to hearing with all-too-well. So we've heard that before, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That, that's mm-hmm. that's nothing too surprising when she released that version on Taylor's version, right? Right. But then when it's the 10-minute all-too-well version, it just has a different vibe. And I don't know if it makes sense, but when I'm listening to it, I kind of feel like I'm in, like, water. Does anybody else feel yeah, like they're in water? It just, it, I feel like yeah. I'm, like, rocking back Hawaii and forth. for me. And, and I feel like when she's singing the the all too well verses that we know that we've heard before it's similar sounding but then when she sings the new stuff it's kind of like a different pattern a different cadence a different tempo Uh and just different music and then all of a sudden the music swells and it switches back to the old stuff and then back to the and new I was stuff. so interested going into it because we we knew the original like the five minute version right and I was so curious. I was like, is it just going to be like the entire five minutes and then like a part two? Mm-hmm. Or is it going to be And the way that she kind of, like you said, like added new verses and even like another like bridge wove it in and, and wove it in and made it sound different that it kind of is very, it's like linear, but it goes up and down, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. She'll yeah. pick up with one verse and like continue it almost in the same breath, but then she's going off in this different direction. Yeah. I saw that a couple of times to where it's like, it it was such a continuation, but we don't know it that way. So we're used to it dropping off here, whereas she's just flowing straight into another verse, no breath, words running together. I mean, it's just beautiful the way that she pulled it all together. Yeah. It's not what I expected at all. It's better. It is absolutely it is better. better. Yeah. I was so happily surprised. And it doesn't feel like 10 minutes. No. At all. And the more I listen to it, it seems shorter. It seems shorter. As you like, as you learn the words and you like know like where, like which emotion you're about to feel next. Yeah. Yeah. But it's crazy because with the original. (laughs) 
No, I was going to say with the original version, I would get to the bridge and then start the song over because I wanted to hear it again. So now I have to like start all 10 minutes over. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard one to start over. So the film kicks off, of course, at the 13 second mark. And that's when they say this to each other, him and her. Are you for real? What do you mean? I don't know. I just feel like maybe I made you up. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> I'm heartbroken. So that's where it begins with him and her together. And she thinks that this is too good to be true. He's all a dream. And then she busts into the first part of the song that we all know, the original All Too Well that we're familiar with. And that's whenever we first see them together. Because whenever we first started seeing this, we didn't know beforehand, is this going to be a music video? Is this going to be an actual film? And it was a little bit of both. It was more like an extended music video is what I would call it with dialogue in the middle. But we didn't know what to expect at this moment. And that's whenever they first walk in and she starts singing the beginning of All Too Well. And she's wearing her scarf, hangs it on the staircase. And of course, this scarf is infamous. We've known about this scarf for years. Taylor was, was, photographed with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal paparazzi with him whenever they were out there in the fall upstate getting lost and she's wearing that red scarf and that's what she based the song off of and I think something important to notice just in that very first scene when they literally walk through the door and the air was cold and she puts the red scarf on like the banister so in the lover diaries you can see the original lyrics that she had written one of the original lyrics said that she put it on the banister Oh. So it's like that's what she does in the movie because that was one of the original lyrics that we just never got to hear. But I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. It's like such a detail that you would only know if you like had the lover diaries. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, can can we make a quick aside about this? So Jake Gyllenhaal has been asked about the scarf a few times, but so is Maggie Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. Jake's sister, whose house this scarf uh, was yes. left at. Andy Cohen asked her about this several years ago, and this is what Maggie had to say. You know, I never understood why everybody asked me about this scarf. The scarf? I I am in the dark about the scarf. Okay. It's totally possible. I don't know. Okay. But everyone asked, I have been asked this you before, have? and I've been like, what are you talking I about? I feel like you need to look for the scarf. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> and then put it on eBay or bring it to the clubhouse. Did you guys see that some guy claims to have the scarf? Yeah. Did you guys what? see this? Did you, be- so, you believe it? Yes. I, I don't know. So it's this guy. He's a Broadway guy. His name's Andrew Burnap. I couldn't find out if he and Jake were actually friends. I know they're acquaintances. They were both nominated for Tony Awards against each other at one point. But Tony I don't, Awards? Yeah. Because Jake did some Broadway and stuff. So hmm. I don't know if they're actually friends. But on Friday when this song came out... This guy named Andrew Burnap, he tweeted, this is going to sound crazy. You will definitely think I'm kidding, but I'm not. I think I'm in possession of that scarf. He didn't really elaborate more. Any picture? Because no. we know what it looks like. No. I thought, because uh-huh. did you see the same thing on like Dumois, but it, did, it wasn't from like that guy specifically? Uh, I saw this, like his tweet. Because there was something similar on Dumois. Like somebody was claiming that they had the mm-hmm. scarf and they were asking whoever runs the Dumois Instagram account to like, they were like, can you connect me with, you know, someone from Taylor's team or like something along those lines. But when I saw it, I got really skeptical because I was like, sure. I was like, oh, now you have the scarf suddenly today. Yeah, it's just someone okay. jumping on the bandwagon here. So I was I was very I took that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Who knows if it's true or not? But if so, pretty cool. Yeah. How much would you pay for the actual scarf? Thirteen thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and also we've seen people on TikToks 
stating the obvious, is she even talking about a scarf? We do know that there was a scarf and there was a scarf involved, but is that what she's actually referencing this whole time? Or is she referencing something more intimate? And that's why she's hung up about it. Not necessarily the scarf, it's what the scarf represented. I think maybe both because there is that picture of Jake Gyllenhaal wearing the scarf. Right. The audacity. Mm-hmm. Smiling. Ugh. So then in the short film, I think something really cool that she did is like there's chapters, essentially. Like there's like titles that are on the screen. So right after, you know, we um, she puts a scarf on the banister and like everything. Then we are in an upstate escape is what the chapter is called. And that's when they're in the car, which is a 1989 model, might I add. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which means what? That 1989 is in the horizon. <laughs> Sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so they're driving the car. He's wearing a flannel shirt. He takes her hand while he's driving, which gave me very our song vibes. I know we haven't been talking about debut being next, but I was like, oh, one hand on the steering wheel, the other on my heart. Okay. Okay. I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing there. Um, and then when they're pig- they're like piggyback riding or like she's like on his back and they're like very lovey-dovey jumping around. Um, and then he puts his arm around her neck and kisses her forehead. That's almost identical to like the infamous paparazzi photos right, of them. Right. Yeah. yeah, that was definitely mm-hmm. on purpose. I love it. Which makes me wonder, I wondered immediately how much of this is a hundred percent accurate because I think a lot of it is. I think everything that she ends up alluding well, not even alluding to, she's straight up saying later. I think that all that happened and I wonder how much word for word this is. Because it, it seems very spot on. I mean, I, I think I think she's retelling the best way that she can, just like with the red scarf. We know who she's talking about because we know all those photos and stuff. But I think I think this is a good retelling, and she remembers everything. Yeah, it's definitely not giving me vibes of like folklore and evermore, where she's saying, "Oh no, this are these are stories I made up." Like, uh-huh. no, this is real life Taylor. Inspired, this was ten years ago, inspired yes. by a true story. So she's trying to probably make it as truth truthful as she can well and something that i thought because then there's there's the shot of them um by the water a la mine from speak now um anyway (laughs) do you remember we were sitting there by the water okay anyway (laughs) they're sharing headphones with each other headphones with a wire might i add Mm -hmm. that in itself is very 2010 there's an iphone 4 in this too right and so this detail is is forward but while we're talking about iphones is it okay if i share this detail yeah oh oh, go ahead that's all i knew whenever they split and sadie's crying in the bed she gets a missed call on the phone and she like pushes the button on the side of the iphone to hang it up so like (laughs) not answer it but where she pushes it is not on the side where the button is now it's on the top so it's like she had a she had a, the phone model from that year. See? So she clicks it silent from the top of the iPhone, not the side of the iPhone. I love that. Have y'all, this is unrelated a little bit. Which is just genius. Have y'all heard that theory about uh, Apple, like the iPhones, about which characters are allowed to use them on screen? No. What? I don't know if this is true. It might not be. But there's a theory. There's a conspiracy theory that in TV and in movies, only good characters are allowed to use iPhones. Like sure. if there's oh like a God. villain in the show they're not allowed to like use an iPhone because like whatever. I don't know if that's true. There's a lot of evidence to back it up. It's yeah. very a conspiracy theory, but I thought about that throughout this. I was like, what kind of phone does he have? All right, let's, <laughs> let's see who's the hero, who's the villain in our group. Anna? I have an iPhone. Lacey? I have an iPhone. 
Nick, I have an iPhone. Amy? I am so <laughs> mad at you right now. <laughs> so that's why you're against the conspiracy theory. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Which, which, Confirmed. which, okay. yeah, from from our small sample size, totally true. Okay. Totally wow. true. The Who villains. knew? Checks out. <laughs> I, I had it written out during that scene. I was going to mansplain it because Amy has an Android, but I'm glad that we went ahead and got to it. <laughs> we totally jumped ahead just to throw me under Sorry. the bus. Okay. We'll, we'll try to go back in chronological order now. Excuse <laughs> okay. me for getting us okay. out of bounds. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So the next chapter is the first crack in the glass, and that's this infamous dinner scene with his friends. Everyone's older than her, having a good time, laughing. No one's paying her any bit of attention, and she feels uncomfortable. So naturally, she's reaching for her boyfriend's hand, and he drops it and pats her hand and then continues to ignore her. And the action of him dropping her hand is referenced in the um, Evermore song Champagne Problems because you dropped my hand while dancing left you out there standing crestfallen on the landing Champagne Problems which is also later in the film when she's alone and sipping on champagne mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also fans are pointing out that when they're sitting at dinner everybody's drinking wine and everybody's glasses are pretty much empty because they're drinking wine but hers is full because she's 20 she's not 21 she can't she shouldn't be drinking, probably. Yeah. Um, so her wine glass is full. And also, um, she's wearing a black turtleneck and red lipstick, exactly like Taylor wore in the first TikTok she ever posted. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> then it shows them in the car again. He stops to take a phone call. He's really looking heated, looking angry. And then this happens. So I saw a lot of Swifties trying to figure out what this line means. Because I think if you, you can kind of take it a few different ways. What was y'all's interpretation of that line? Obviously, Nick, I did not know what patriarchy meant. I can't even say it. Patriarchy meant because that was my suggestion for us to get tattoos. And then later I found out what it meant. And I was like, oh, never mind, Nick. I just learned what that word means. So you should not get that tattoo. So I really didn't know. But I mean, it means fuck the man. It means fuck the man, that he's he's not being chivalrous, that he's throwing, he's chunking keys at her and not even in a way where here you can catch them and then you accidentally don't. You have to go to the ground and fetch them. No, he throws them like, I don't even care that you catch these or not here. Just go, just go get them. They're on the ground. You can, you can worry about this. And it was also people were speculating like maybe Jake is kind of a feminist that's what i that's what i interpreted mm-hmm. and then other people were saying that like no that's what the keychain says well because it's in quotes right and but at the same time it could have been just been something that he said 
or something that was like alluded to, but not ah. like physically printed on the keychain. I know she is selling, <laughs> isn't she selling keychains? Yes, she is. She is selling keychains, but some people were like, did his keychain literally say that? Or was it his actions? Oh, like he said it and then where he the verbally said oh. it and threw it on the ground. Is it just kind of um, quoting what his actions were being at mm-hmm. that point? Kind of like a tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. Like he's this, he says he's this feminist, but like, He'll like he kind of let me dirt. drive. He'll throw him in the dirt. Yeah, yeah it means like nothing that. to him. Mm-hmm. Such yeah. a poser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And then she's stunned and still picks him up because she's like, you can see it in her face. What is happening right now? Like, how how did this even just happen? How did we go from this just in a moment's notice? How do we go from this to now you're chunking keys at me and I can just get down on the ground and pick them up yeah. for yeah. you? You don't even care to hand them to and me. And I kind of that that scene gave me it just reminded me of those paparazzi photos of when Jake was really mad in the car. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and granted, he was like yelling on the phone and stuff. And in the in the paparazzi photos, they're both in the car. He doesn't like get out of the car and throw his keychain on the ground. Maybe that was just like something Artistic, else, but it just yeah. kind of gave me those. It just reminded me of that. I was like, I've seen this before. Yes. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And something that I thought also was interesting was he gets out of the car. He's like yelling on the phone. She kind of, you know, gri- grabs the keychain. She gets back in the car and she looks back at him. And when she looks back at him and she's in the car like window, that is identical to the red Taylor's version album cover. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like just the way that her face is. And Turned. props to Dylan. The way he looked back at her after oh my throwing God. keys, it was so sinister looking. Yeah, he played a really good. Oh, jerk. he was so great. And then, but then his like face kind of fell. Like you know, what I, like it, that moment felt very real. Yeah. <laughs> oh my you gosh, know, I got yeah, chills. He he did play his character really great, and we're gonna get to this big fight and stuff. But like, did you guys believe him? Like, did you guys believe the he could be a bad guy, but he could also be really nice sure. and sweet? Did you? Yeah. yeah. I really oh, got yeah. the vibes of like he's this older guy more established more mature like if he says oh i'm sorry everything's gonna be okay i would believe it yeah he's just manipulating her the whole time that's the word mm-hmm. man manipulating <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> and that scary moment that you see the other side of somebody that you know somebody who can be this loving and this precious and then you see that angry side or violent side or ugly side whatever it is for the first time ever because if you're not fighting nice then that's something scary and ugly to witness and to see somebody like that what if that was the first time she saw him like that what if that was the first time he let down his facade and now his true his true colors are shining through but then he's going to put back on that smile and say baby everything's okay and I didn't mean it and then make her feel trivial for getting upset about it like what it's no big deal I just got upset for a minute I don't I don't understand which I mean that's kind of foreshadowing you know the, the fight's never gonna mm-hmm. see later um and then right after that he gets mm-hmm. back in the car and they touch foreheads um like in the poster mm-hmm. where he where she's like mm-hmm. and that's yeah. whenever they're not looking she's she's looking at him but he's not looking at her and that's such a beautiful shot and taylor swift took that shot because this was directed well i mean i'm i'm imagining she directed it so she's still responsible uh, for yes. that shot in some yes, way yes. right i thought you meant she like was physically holding the camera I was like, that's cool. Mm, I don't know. know. (laughs) (laughs) It's what my sources told me. But then here comes this hard-hitting lyric right here. lot to unpack there she gives another three-month reference or she gives a three-month reference yeah. hinting at once again who we think this is all about allegedly 
allegedly. But until we're dead and gone and buried, like what a way to that's very to, like to uh, um, describe a relationship. It's very my tears ricochet vibes. Yeah, you know, it's because he's so stubborn. Because he's not gonna say that it's love. He would rather take that to his grave instead of admit to her that you're right. It was love. It wasn't all in your head. Instead, he's just going to be stubborn and refuse to say it. See, he will never, ever say it. He will die before he says those words to her. And doesn't, doesn't that suck when you're anticipating the other person to say it and yeah. they don't? And yeah. she's sitting in this long car ride wherever they're going and she's like, oh, this is it. Is he's going to say it. Yeah. And then he no, doesn't. he doesn't. And it's also that lyric is also a direct parallel to a song from Reputation. So call it what you want. Yeah, call it what you want to. So like in All Too Well, you know, he never called it what it was. Mm -mm. And then years later, you know, she's like, call it what you want to when she's in love. Mm -hmm. And I purposefully left the part where she says brand new. Okay. I was like, okay. She loves me like I'm brand new a la nothing new, but we'll get into that later. (laughs) (laughs) Later in the podcast. I mean, not this episode. (laughs) Yeah, that'll be a few. That'll be months from now. That's a few weeks away. But there's a little teaser. (laughs) So are we going to do fight scene now? Yeah. You dropped my fucking hand! What am I supposed to do with that? I didn't even fucking notice. What are you talking about? I don't about? know I any of hand. these people. They're all strangers. They're all older than me. But like, what are you talking about? I feel so out of place. You're the only one You're that makes me feel like you're like, ca- at me. I'm catching up with friends. You're literally saying I dropped your hand. Like, what? I don't even know, remember the moment that you're talking about. How can you be like attacking me about something I don't even like fucking know? I saw a um, uh, a reporter that was asking Dylan about that scene and they had like gone off the, they like kind of had a basic script that they were going with, but then they kind of went off and just did their own thing and Taylor just filmed them and that's what we got. And so the reporter was like, man, I've been in that kind of fight before. And Dylan was like, I hope you weren't the gaslighter. I hope you weren't <laughs> me in this situation. The guy was like, no, 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 I was the other person. It it's funny. so interesting too, because fans have like said on TikTok that they like, they they admitted there was one girl that uh, and I'm sorry I don't have the audio or her username in front of me but she had said like I watched that scene and I knew that I was wrong whenever he started apologizing and I thought oh, okay yeah he's right yeah. you're like you know you kind of realize like you need to like take a step back and be like no 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 that wasn't right that wasn't okay like he com- he completely manipulated that mm-hmm. entire yeah. situation and the way he said sorry it was so robotic and it was patronizing <sighs> it was very patronizing yeah. he was like I'm sorry I don't know what you guys are talking about. Oh, and then he's making her feel guilty for crying. <laughs> don't look at me like that. Don't, yeah. don't do, don't look at me like that. But then they do end up kissing and making up in that moment because he's winning her over again because he's telling her what she wants to hear, even though he's still trivializing her feelings and her emotions. And, and the bit where oh, we didn't play, but he said, I haven't seen my friends in 10 years. And it, it makes such the, the gap seem so much bigger there sure. because she would have been nine. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It'd be like, whoa, <laughs> wait a second, which he was probably exaggerating, but still. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. These days, everything's <laughs> something. But something I also found really interesting is like right when the when that scene starts and she, you know, she's like, I'm not upset, like whatever, which I mean, she is. But she's like, I'm not upset. She's like, you're acting upset. When he starts to raise his voice, that's when she matches his energy. Like, I, I really took note of that, that he raised his voice first and then she matched it and started, you know, mm-hmm. kind of saying her piece. But before that, she well, she didn't raise her voice first. He did. And I thought that was very critical. Right. Like, she was almost just going to sweep it under the rug. Or she at least just, just kind of gonna... say, like, you treated me differently. And he was like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? I'm just, and, like, ah! and then it just kind of escalates and mm-hmm. it goes, you know, from there. And 
Lacey, you mentioned earlier, you know, the the parallel to Champagne Problems, I Dropped Your Hand While Dancing, but there's actually another song where she talks about um, dropping hands. Just grab my hand and don't ever drop it, my love. And that's from I Know Places. And I just wanted to point that out because everybody's talking about Champagne Problems, but I knew I knew it was somewhere else. Yeah, you've been in I Know Places stand for a long time, I, Anna. That we know. Mm-hmm. That we've always said that. <laughs> So then their love story circles back because now they're happy again and she's remembering the good times and that's whenever they enter into the are you real chapter and that's this infamous scene where they're dancing around in the kitchen in the refrigerator light they're playing cards someone pointed out that them playing cards seems to reference Ed Sheeran's old song Joker and Queen and Ed said he's playing in a remix of this song with an American artist and many now think it might be Taylor. Mm-hmm. I like that theory. Well, and also in Ed's music video for Overpass Graffiti that just came out not too long ago, he's wearing like a jacket and Taylor Swift's name is on the back of his jacket. So we were thinking that's like yeah. another little teeny tiny Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Also, on the Speak Now album, there's a uh, there's a song called Sparks Fly where she says, I'm a house of cards. So Also, <laughs> in Cornelia Street, back when we're card sharks playing games. Aha! <laughs> Aha! <laughs> I think she just likes card games, guys. <laughs> no, I'm going to I'm going to put this under um the speak now uh, category. Okay. Mm-hmm. Personally. And then it shows them really progressing in their relationship. Now they're getting intimate. Now they're kissing, now they're naked, now they're loving each other, and that's where she slips in this awesome line. <laughs> Boy, is that not one of the most like heart wrenching mm. lines that 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 line has been sticking with me for a week now? She's or just for been a few days she's now. just been holding on to that one for ten years, and that kills me. Right, what an <laughs> incredible line. Yeah, and then also around that same part, you know, uh, they're kind of like in bed, they're like laughing together, and they're looking at like what looks kind of like to be like a newspaper. Um, one could argue that they're trying to solve a crossword puzzle and realizing there's no right answer. Yep, much like in the song Red. <laughs> You're so proud of yourself. I just love when <laughs> lyrics come to life. Absolutely. Yes, now we reach the breaking point chapter. He dumps her. She's pleading, crying, yelling. She's in her bedroom bawling. He calls her up again to break her like a promise. That's whenever she switches her phone off, and you can realize um, that it's an old iPhone, which was around circa 2010 when they were actually dating. Um, that that's the part where I lost it. Whenever I saw her crying like that, that's whenever I lost it, whenever I initially saw it. I was angry during the kitchen fight, but then to see her bawling and in that much pain and to know that you're the only one in that kind of pain, whenever you're in that kind of relationship and only one person's hurting and the other one's not, he's doing fine. He's still calling her up and saying, oh, we can get back together again. Oh, never mind. I'm going to go see some indie band that's much cooler than yours. He's unfazed by it, but she's super emotional. And that was the moment that I lost it whenever I first saw it you know what I really wish we could know or at least have like in in that scene and like the breakup scene where he's kind of like kneel or he's sitting and she's kind of like kneeling looking up to him and you see her face just like change like when she realizes that she's getting dumped and then she starts kind of getting a little like upset and there's music playing over it, so we don't hear what she's saying. But I would kill I saw to know what she's actually saying. Who's a lip sync <gasps> expert. And they're Man. saying, which is 
reflecting on the poster, look at me. Why won't you even look at me? He <gasps> won't even look at her to break up with her. Amy, that just gave me the chills. Yeah. Do you know what he was yelling in the phone in the earlier scene? Um, I did look at it, but I should have wrote it down. Hold on. Because that's also something I would love to know. What was Dylan O'Brien yelling on the phone when he got out of the car? No, I don't have that one. I feel like I saw it, though. Sorry. No, it's okay. Then she's at her typewriter typing, and that's when you see it. An Easter egg just because. The thumbtack that we see in the typewriter scene was actually hinted at by Jimmy Fallon in his TikTok video promoting Taylor's appearance earlier last week, which is one of the reasons we thought this could be a double album, if you remember, because he put her name up under guest and he put it up with a clear tack and then took it out and switched it up and put it up with the red tack. And at the time we were like, two tacks, double albums, five holes in the fence. What does this mean? Mm. No, it was it was an Easter egg to the fact that there was a red tack in the short film. <laughs> I just think that's funny that she well, she like can it. even allude to that that is an easter egg i thought that was hilarious well and it's also just an easter egg within the story of the short film because i mean spoiler alert but later we find out that she's basically writing the story mm-hmm. and so she's in her most heartbroken state and she goes immediately to her typewriter mm-hmm. um and of course takes the takes the paper out and crumples, and crumples it, it out. yeah thank you and then we come up to the scene where She's drinking champagne and she's out at this party and this lyric comes and sticks out. I think this might have been one of the first lyrics that really stuck out to me the very first time I went through the 10 minute version. And even though we didn't know it at the time, Taylor kind of refers to it and puts a twist on it in her song, Lover. So I love knowing all the spoilers um, ahead that Taylor is happy and healthy, but it's cool how she takes those lyrics and ties them back in. And we didn't even know that that was a reference to something else until she came out with a 10 minute version, but how nice that she's flipped it. She was in hell and that, but now all's well that ends well to end up with you. So she ends up getting it in the end, but mm-hmm. she had to endure a lot of heartbreak in order to get there. And in the short film, it's not just the lyrics. There's visuals that there's comparison with lover, the birthday cake scene where she's, you know, not with her boyfriend in the all short film, but in Lover, the music video, her lover is there right beside her side when she's blowing out the candles and in the bed, it's the exact same pose of when she's crying alone and whenever he's laying there next to her. Mm -hmm. Well, and they're both wearing, like in the scene, um, in the scene you're talking about whenever she's sitting there and she's crying and everything else, she's wearing the green flannel shirt that he was wearing earlier. And then in the lover video, she's wearing green plaid that kind of looks similar. But yeah, it shows that he did bother showing up to her birthday. I actually came across a TikTok video from at Smith, I think. And she kind of pointed out the parallels to the lover video, the ones that you had mentioned. And also there's the overhead shot of her on the bed. Um, by herself when she's crying versus the overhead shot of her and her lover in the lover music video. The birthday candles, like you said. There's also a shot in the lover music video where they're touching foreheads, kind of like they were in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, they do the exact same dance moves that they did in the lover video, but obviously one's yes. like happy and <laughs> a happy ending, one's not. Um, in the dinner scene in the lover video, they're, he didn't drop her hand, but they're having a very lighthearted, happy conversation like at the dinner table. Um, he also, she also puts her head on his shoulder in the exact same way that she does in the all too well video. 
And the end of the Lover video, as we know, is turns out to be like a snow globe. And at the very end of the All Too Well video, it's snowing. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really cool. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Of course, I think this stands out to everybody as one of the most heartbreaking lyrics or maybe most telling lyrics of her relationship at the time. So in very short order, she's once again kind of alluding to Jake Gyllenhaal mm -hmm. once again. I have a question. So during this scene in the music video where she's like at this party sipping her champagne, what kind of like wh what party is that? You know what I mean? Like all the people in the room seem to be older than her, but it's like some fancy adult party and she's there by herself. Like what what is the like context of that party? Yeah, I don't know. I was a little confused by that also because if it was some actress, it would have to be some sort of industry something maybe but i didn't get like award show vibes from that no. i didn't and get like industry party like a gallery it seemed like me. an art something yeah something but it was like very in, white yeah and everybody was wearing black uh-huh but it was like fancy it wasn't like a funeral or something like that but it was like a, i don't know i just i've watched the video many many times and i still just don't understand exactly what the setting of that party maybe it's an is. easter egg that we don't get yet Maybe. Have, did you guys want to talk about maybe who that actress is? Absolutely. Once again, just another haunting line. You. That's, <laughs> That's what, what happened. happened. You. you. Yep. Like she has so much attitude in that one word, you. You can't, like, you can't sing along and not point. You. you. Yeah. You Nance, know? how many steering wheels have been accused? You. You. People in their car singing the song. I just you. love how straightforward it is. <laughs> yeah, <it's> you. <laughs> what happened? You. <laughs> okay. So who is this actress? Well, you know. I'm sure we all had found these reports, but there was, in 2011, at the People's Choice Awards, there were news stories going around that Jennifer Aniston spoke to Taylor. Taylor was going through a lot of bad press at that time. This was after Jake and everything, and Jennifer allegedly told her to, quote, hang in there, and, quote, everything will be okay. Just kind of gave her a little, just kind of patted her on the back a little bit, told, told her to cheer up, don't pay attention to the press and stuff like that. And so, interestingly, Taylor and Jennifer both dated John Mayer, uh, Jennifer dated him in 2008. Taylor dated him in 2009. 
And so a lot of Swifties, have you been seeing Swifties telling John Mayer to start preparing? Yeah. Because like if yes. this is what's happening to Jake Gyllenhaal, <laughs> just wait till Dear John Taylor's version comes out. Count your days. The 12 minute version. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, because if age was an issue with Jake and Taylor, mm-hmm. then it's going to be even a bigger issue with John and Taylor because John's yeah. a little bit older than Jake was. And don't you think 19's too young? Yes. Um, Nick, I saw a story about a different actress. Me oh, too. okay. Who, who, oh, who, who did you see? An Anna lookalike, uh, Anne Hathaway. Really? Is what I saw. I don't know From if we, we've what function do you know? Um, because when Taylor and Jake were dating, remember she went to London to visit him when he was promoting Love and Other Drugs. Right, which they were in together. Yes, Makes sense Anne so Hathaway. far. Anne Hathaway. And at some point in time, like I think during that, I think maybe after that press tour or something, mm-hmm. but like Anne Hathaway like unfollowed Jake Gyllenhaal like on social media. I think wow. like there's rumors that like she kind of always knew that he was like not not, not, not who he seems to be. Um, and I think Anne Hathaway said in an interview that she had like she had a conversation with Taylor at the time that she was dating Jake. Yes. She didn't say what the conversation mm-hmm. was. She didn't say okay. if it was at a party, but she did have a conversation with her. Ooh. So I'm I'm on the I'm on the team. I think it's Anne Hathaway. That makes more sense. Someone that knew Jake more personally. Yeah. But I like it being Jennifer Aniston because she's also been deemed unlucky in love sure. and yeah. taken down by the media. So she would be a good person to say that everything's going to be okay. Yeah, that, Jennifer's yeah, been going to ridicule you. True. Yeah. But apparently also over the weekend, friends of Jennifer's were posting on social media saying it's not her. Oh, okay. Well. But I don't know if, I mean, when you... You have to, you know, take it with a grain of salt whenever there's a source that says anything. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But that's just what that's we, just what I saw, like, on Twitter. We probably could have said any actress, <laughs> and we could have made a connection somehow. Should we start a rumor? I'm just kidding. Sure. <laughs> Who's it going to be? I'm kidding. Ooh. Um, Lisa kidding. Kudrow. Someone Lobster. Really friends. <gasps> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into the realness of this birthday party and everything that happened there, let's talk about something else real for a second. And that's underwear. Everybody needs new underwear. And that's why I'm so happy that we have partnered with Parade. Parade is all about championing self-expression, inclusivity, and diversity because they want everyone to feel comfortable and confident. All Parade underwear is super affordable and so insanely comfortable and soft that you will kind of forget that you're wearing them. And they have sizes ranging from extra small to triple extra large. Parade has something for everybody. Name a size, a style, a color. Parade has it. Speaking of styles... They're known for launching super fun limited edition collections from seasonal prints to more neutral shades. And not only do they believe in inclusivity, they also like to donate and they're helping out others. 1% of all sales to causes I personally can choose from like reproductive rights, racial equality, LGBTQ plus communities. I really like what they're doing for everybody. Plus, I just got my first pair in, and I'm super happy with my style. They're so comfortable. I love the way that they make me feel. I feel so confident while I'm wearing them. Upgrade your underwear drawer with Parade. Head to yourparade.com slash Fan and use code TaylorSwiftFan to get 20% off your first order. That's Y-O-U-R-P-A-R-A-D-E dot com slash TaylorSwiftFan. Code TaylorSwiftFan for 20% off your first order. Your Parade dot com slash taylor swift fan code taylor swift fan now to the saddest birthday party of all time how sad uh this is the infamous birthday celebration that taylor's boyfriend at the time didn't show up for it's referenced in the film and in the moment i knew and this is what caused such a big role in their breakup and you know what it is so 
fascinating to me. It finally, finally clicked. Like, you know, we, we know it's her 21st birthday and we know it's like so sad. But it finally, I understood why the track 22 comes after All Too Well right. on the track list. I did not put two and two together. I've always wondered, why would you go from All Too Well yeah. to the extremely uppy yeah. 22? Complete opposite. And granted, like we know the story of All Too Well, but I guess because she didn't mention the birthday specifically in the original version, mm -hmm. that I kind of was always confused about it. But now that she mentions the birthday party in the full version, I'm like, oh my God. Of course, she's going to take 22 and make it what 21 wasn't. Yeah, she's you know? making up for lost time. Making up for lost time and turning the age 22 into like almost as iconic as 21. You know, mm -hmm. like Taylor Swift has like coined 22. That's mm -hmm. every Instagram caption. Anytime anybody turns 22, you hear that song. And for her to make such like a poppy, happy, upbeat song for 22 and kind of reclaim that power, it really, I, I don't know how I just didn't put that together before this. And then when I saw the birthday cake, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and it is another thing, like with this whole short film, you know, we can feel certain things about lyrics, but then when you see it, uh -huh. when you see the disappointment on Sadie's face, when you see her looking for him to walk in, it's like, man, that sucks. Yeah. That hurts. Have, has any, have any of y'all ever had a really sad birthday? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. <laughs> well, that's good. I uh, guess not that I can good. think of. Not that I can think of. I did tell my boyfriend, I was like, don't you ever miss any birthday of mine? Mm -hmm. And he was like, I already did. Oh. Which he did, but I was like, okay, but you told me about it. Don't tell me you're going to be there, and then don't not show up, mm -hmm. and then call me later and say, sorry, I was supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. That's different. <laughs> well, I think even harder than seeing it is also hearing it. But then he watched me watch the front door all night, willing you to come, and he said it's supposed to be fun, turning 21. I'll say from my perspective as a father... Um, I would really hate to be in a room with my daughter on such an important birthday and she's hung up on some guy that I probably don't like and who's been trying to charm me this whole time and how he's ruining her big day. Like that would, yeah, I put myself cool. in the dad's shoes when he's like trying to get her to liven up, trying to get her to have fun and enjoy her time with her friends who showed up for her mm -hmm. and you just see your daughter disappointed. That's what I really felt off of that line. Yeah, that line really stuck with me, I think, just because we've known about the fact that he didn't show up at her birthday from the moment I knew, later from Coney Island. Like, this is something that we've known, but I think hearing her say it's so straightforward, it just hit different. Also, something to point out is that in the movie, Sadie's dad is played by Sean Levy, who is a producer and director for Stranger Things. Oh, wow. So he's kind of like a father figure to Sadie Sink. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cute. Also in that scene, she's wearing um, Brag Alert, the necklace that I bought myself. I couldn't help it. How much <laughs> merch have y'all bought so far? Too much. <laughs> I've got a lot. <laughs> I um I got myself a shirt and I needed something else for free shipping. So I got that pendant. It was either that or that keychain. And although that is my motto at the moment, I went ahead and went with the necklace. So I'll be extra excited to get that. Also, there's a red gift in the background of this scene, which was also teased in Taylor's TikTok video. And now today we saw it's in the new video for I Bet You Think About Me. It is also the red box that she used as promo. She like sent that out to other celebrities and stuff whenever the album came out. Um, like Sabrina Carpenter, like a, a bunch of celebrities got that red box with the red ribbon. Yeah. And it had like the Taylor Swift sweater, it had like the scarf. ring, it had a couple, yeah, scarf, mm -hmm. it had a couple things in it, yeah. it's pretty cool. Waiting for ours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're just going to send Waiting. one. <laughs> we have to fight for it. <laughs>
you did mention the importance of 22 and why that's such an important song and such a happy, uplifting song coming after this. Um, well, here's some references that she did make to JG in that song. It feels like a perfect night to dress up like hipsters and make uh-huh. fun of our exes. Uh-uh. Even more sense of why it follows follows up all too well. How mm-hmm. great, mm-hmm. love it. It really, mm-hmm. it really goes full circle. I feel like just the ten minute version in general really just helped complete the story that she was telling us with the red album. I think it really just filled in the spots that we were missing that I didn't even know we were missing. Then we come up to the chapter, the reeling. She's just in bed because time won't fly. She's paralyzed by it. That's when the days are just dragging on and she's just sitting and sulking and thinking about everything that should have been and could have been, but it's not. And she's wearing his flannel shirt from earlier. I thought that scene when she's like sulking on the floor up against her dresser, it reminded me of the White Horse music video. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. I I mean, I have no reason to why. Like, Like, it would be just so identical. Like, maybe... She, Everything's just so intertwined. Yeah, it just it had very much White Horse vibes. Then we get to the next chapter, and it's the remembering. She's relishing in their moments together. He's walking, looking like he's miserable and blaming everyone else in the world, maybe even his million-dollar couch. He doesn't even consider the fact that he's just miserable and he's to blame. Then it gets to the ending. We all know it was rare. I was there. I remember it all too well. But the song and the video keep on going. So instilled during the remembering chapter, you know, we see all these flashbacks and also in the flashbacks when they're like dancing and like playing cards and stuff, I like to notice that the lighting in the room was red, burning red, if you will. Um, But also uh, there's a girl on TikTok at Classic Lore, Lar, I think it's short for like Lauren, Classic Lore. She really pointed out the importance of this, this scene where they kiss, where Sadie is laying on the ground and he kind of comes over her and kisses her in a very Spider-Man like. Yeah. It's like they're they're kissing upside down or like yes. their faces are because that down. I mean, that kiss in itself, like we've all seen it from mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's iconic. Like there's no way to recreate that kiss and not think of Spider-Man. So in the original Spider-Man, it's Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst. And at the time of Spider-Man, Kirsten was dating Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. And also during the sequel, her character tries to redo that kiss with another guy. Okay, that's just kind of important to remember. So at the time, Jake was 22 and Kirsten was 21. So that's kind of age appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that she, that this TikToker noticed is that in Spider-Man, the female initiates the kiss. But in All Too Well, it's the male character that initiates the kiss. And it can kind of, you know, you could say... Um, that maybe it's kind of a reference to like Jake wanting to recreate the relationship that he had with Kirsten almost like he was trying to turn that relationship into what it was with Kirsten Dunst. Um, You know, maybe it was never real to him and he was just trying to recreate that relationship. Also, Jake was set to play Spider-Man if Tobey Maguire didn't. And even now, Jake is the villain in the current Mm Spider-Man movie. So there's just kind of like a lot that goes into that. Um, So shout out to Classic Lore on TikTok for pointing that out. Yeah, whenever I saw that kiss, I was like, oh, Spider-Man. Yeah, like, That's Spider-Man. the Spider-Man kiss. But then you don't even think about like the deep the yeah. deep dive into that. Mm. Also, about the lighting, when you're bef- right before you mentioned that, you uh-huh. said that um, it was warm red. And the dancing in front of the refrigerator light, he was on the cool lighting, the blue from the fridge, and she was on the warm side <gasps> of the lighting, and she was in the red. So it was like split right down the middle in the scene 
Oh, that's cool. Hang on. Like he was cold do you to got, her. Do you guys remember a while ago she posted on her Instagram? It was like pictures with blue and red lighting. And we were like, what does <gasps> that mean? Yes. And it's like split lighting. I have. I need to look at the picture. Yes, I, I don't remember what the picture is. But she's in like a bar or almost. Yes. I felt like. Yes. Hold on. We're going to. This is what um, looking <laughs> in, up Taylor Swift's Instagram sounds like. In real time. Podcasting. It was. Oh, here it is. From March 24th. Okay. Hi, I wanted to let you know that the first from the vault song I'm releasing from Fearless Taylor's version comes out tomorrow oh, at midnight. Yeah. Is that the kitchen? Is that the kitchen? This is this the one you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Or is that like a bar? It looks like a bar. Yeah, it looks like a bar. But anyways, there's blue. <gasps> Still there's, like, there's blue and red lights coming yeah. through there. Yeah. Nick. I don't know if I, I don't nice know connection. if that means anything at all. It but. does. <laughs> it does. Absolutely. It has to. <laughs> Not to freak anyone out, but as I scroll through her Instagram, I see that her grid has lined up again. Oh, what are we gonna announce? <gasps> I don't know. Mm. Tour. Oh my god, I'll cry. <laughs> so now it's thirteen years later. Thirts. It's uh, sorry, Lacey. It's thirteen years gone. Yeah, which I find fascinating oh, okay. because she could have said thirteen years later, but she didn't. She Why said gone? Thirteen years gone. Okay. Why? Because he broke her heart and took thirteen years of her life. Okay. And that's where we get to hear this gut punching line. And I was never good at telling jokes, but the punchline goes. I'll get older, but your lovers stay my age. Which, that is just such a powerful thing to say whenever he blames you and your age and your immaturity for the downfall of the relationship. And then he gets older, you get older, but his girlfriends stay the same age. This was one of the lines, this was a line where I was like, this had to have been a more recent added line than a line from back then. Does it not? Or is it? I think it could be argued. I had the same thought. But because how, how can she know that in t- when they broke up that his girlfriend stayed the same age? We know the that the age. next girlfriend was around the same Correct. age. Correct, she was. And then, I mean, she might have fine-tuned it later yeah. on. We don't know yeah. for sure. Um, after Taylor, he dated an actress named Jessica Loundis, who was roughly the same age as Taylor in 2011. He went up a few years. Uh, he dated Minka Kelly, who's 10 years older than Taylor. In 2012, he dated another lady named Alyssa Miller, who is roughly the same age as Taylor Swift um, in 2013. And then he's currently dating um, a girl named, uh, is it Jean? I think it's Jean. Jean Cadu, who's 25 currently. Wow. So she would have been, how old? Seven, I, six, I 17, 15 when when uh, they dated. 15, that was 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Would have been 15. Wow. When Taylor wrote this song. Yeah, because it could have, I mean, kind of like Amy's saying, like, you know, it could have been argued that she maybe she knew the next girl, but then you could fine tune it to say all your lovers instead sure. of like your next sure. girlfriend or, you yeah. know, whatever. But I also think in that line when she says, I was never good at telling jokes, um, you know, that can reference also the song Begin Again, where she said, I think it's strange that you think I'm funny because he never did. You know, moving on from her next relationship and she's referencing Jake Gyllenhaal. And, allegedly. And Lover, we were talking about all the comparisons. She said, sharing all your dirtiest jokes for me. I don't know, yeah. just getting along and finding each other funny and finding joy in each other is just wasn't in, wasn't there anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Then she goes into this line about Brooklyn broke. From when you're Brooklyn broke my skin and bones I'm a soldier who's returning half her weight And I would have no idea how to even uncover that or get into it, but Mooney Bug on TikTok broke it down perfectly. 
When your Brooklyn broke my skin and bones, I am a soldier returning half her weight. Skin and bones is seen in another song. It's in Treacherous. She says, all we are is skin and bone trained to get along, forever going with the flow but your friction. Up to this point in her songwriting, we haven't seen a lot of like lust come through in her lyrics. And I think this is her showing that lust, like hearing the word friction, I can't help but kind of think that. She's saying, I was just going with the flow. And then you came along and you unlocked this part of me that I didn't know I had. She says, your Brooklyn broke. I think what she means is his Brooklyn that he showed her that he made her feel like home no longer feels like home to her. When she connects it to skin and bone, I think she's saying it broke that lust and that connection. The home that he has in Brooklyn that he made her feel like home, that comfort, that physical connection they had is now gone. I think what she's also saying is like Brooklyn broke is a phrase that kind of makes me think like, you know, if you live in Brooklyn, you're gonna be this type of broke because you're paying for a lifestyle, right? So that's clever wordplay, but it's also clever wordplay because I think what she's trying to do is say he's a bit of a hypocrite because he lives in Brooklyn, you know, like he doesn't live in Manhattan. He lives somewhere that's kind of known for being underground, hipster. Meanwhile, he has a million dollar couch. She's exposing how patronizing he can be. So now that his Brooklyn broke her skin and bone, she can't return to this home that she had in Brooklyn, right? So she's a s soldier returning half her weight. It's also smart too, because skin and bone is another way of people saying like, oh, you're just skin and bone, like you're really skinny, right? So she's saying, I've returned and I've lost all this weight from the part of me I left with you when this relationship ended. And I think that part of her is like, her innocence, her view of love. Also referring to herself as a soldier shows that she felt like she really fought for this relationship and then returned with nothing. That was very, very... <sighs> very uh, well said. Very well said. Yeah, mm -hmm. incredible. Good job. Mm -hmm. And it also kind of gives little flashbacks of the song Tolerate It, you know, where she says, gain the, gain the weight of you, then lose it. Believe me, I could do it. Yeah. You know, maybe in Tolerate It, she kind of mm -hmm. said that because she knows that she's done it before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now that this is 13 years later, no, what is it? 13 years what? Gone. Gone. 13, 13 years, years gone. gone. Um, and you see her getting ready and she's um, walking out to go to her book tour. She has an all too well book. Um and this is what she alluded to in um, whenever she wrote for the TikTok montage earlier this year. And we were trying to figure out what is it that she's writing down in that notebook. And it was some of the All Too Well lyrics. And she's writing in this All Too Well notebook. Yeah, she wrote, just between us did the love affair maim you too. Mm -hmm. Which is a beautiful Which line. is so genius to like include that in the TikTok video when that's exactly the line that just happens to play during that part of the video. Um, I, I have a question, though. Um, throughout the video, you know, obviously, we, we know that Sadie Sink plays the young her and then Taylor is the her later on. Um, but why is she a redhead? Like, why? I think maybe is that because Sadie's a redhead? Is and it? so she just matched Sadie? Maybe. I kind of was wondering that. And somebody on TikTok, where is it? Oh. I, I don't know if this is true or not. I've seen a couple of theories on TikTok as to, like, why she's a redhead. And there's a girl on TikTok named Jasmine in NYC, and she pointed out that Jake is in the movie called Nocturnal Animals, mm -hmm. where he plays a writer who got hor horrifically broken up with. And the girl that broke up with him in the movie is played by Amy Adams, who is a redhead. Hmm. And in the movie, she wears this, like, really beautiful, plunging, like, black dress. 
Like she just she looks amazing, almost like the black dress on Seth Meyers. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like, maybe it's like, is she is that what she's alluding to? Is she just playing a different character because she doesn't want to play herself? Maybe right. But I wondered that the whole time that I was watching, I was like, why? I why is she a redhead? I also saw someone on Reddit say there was a parallel between Sadie being a redhead and Taylor and Abigail giving everything they had to boys who changed their minds. <gasps> And I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, too. that broke my heart. Yeah, just now. So, did you guys see comparisons to the book covers to anything else? Several. I, I saw. Yeah, I saw several different ones. One was comparing it to the Giving Tree, uh-huh. the cover, um, the big tree, and and just the colors and everything that's used. Um, the books have similar image imagery. They're both about toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. The song and that one. Well. So uh, speaking of the giving tree, then that makes people think, so she's saying in, in 13 years, which they dated 11 years ago. So we would have two more years, correct? And they think that that means she's coming out with a book of poems in two years. I would love that. Well, and she even said on, uh, Jimmy Fallon, I think it was Jimmy Fallon. She said something about how she was like, when she was talking about starting to do Easter eggs and how they get out of control. And she was like, can I plan one that's three years in advance? Mm -hmm. So is that, is this Mm -hmm. that Easter egg? that she's planning to release this Mm -hmm. book in a few years? I hope so. That would be really cool. And so in the short film, it's all broken up in chapters, like we said, but also she's been doing chapters with Evermore (gasps) when she like put a different order of the songs and sent them out. She always called them chapters. Mm -hmm. That's so true. She did that with Fearless too. Yeah. Next chapter. Mm -hmm. The story of us. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. So somebody else was comparing it to the cover of one of the covers of Alice in Wonderland. Yes. Which some would think, is this a hint at 1989? Mm-hmm. Could be the next one because of her song on their Wonderland. She is selling, it's a blank notebook of All Too Well on her website. Mm-hmm. It's the same book and everything. It's just blank on the inside. So, Or was it just, that's all it is? It's not comparing to another book. It's not hinting at anything. It's not, or is it just her to that she's selling this same book on her website. There was a cool thing that I saw. It was in comparison to a book called The American Marriage. And um, it was hinting that maybe she's trying to tell us that she's already married to Joe. Oh, wow. Oh. Ooh. And I saw somebody else wonder if it's going to be an autobiography, if she is writing a book and releasing a book in a couple of years, like we think she may be alluding to. And they pointed out that the second box that she chose on Fallon was an autobiography. It was the grimace autobiography titled, I'm not loving it. And yes, it was fake, but still you knew, I I knew whenever I was watching it, she got to choose two boxes. Of course she chose a one and a three. And that was what was inside the third box. But also inside that book was French fries and burgers. So was Katy Perry the co-author on it? Oh my God. How's that connected? Katy Perry is uh, on the horizon. She's somewhere. <laughs> she's involved somehow. Somehow. Also, we know debut is coming, but she did have on the poster um, next to her when she was reading to the audience, it said the debut novel. So <laughs> debut is coming, oh, y'all. Oh, Big wow. it <laughs> Easter egg. It is. Um, I did see it t- since we're talking about what could be coming next. Um, I saw a TikTok from I Get Mystified at I Get Mystified. And it's all the clues that speak now is next, which I have obviously already alluded to, but I want to give her credit. These are all the times that she <laughs> pointed out. So they're playing cards, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a house of cards. Mm-hmm. Sparks fly. When she's crying on the floor, like very it, like the scene that kind of looks like it's from White Horse, on the dresser, there's a perfume bottle, Wonderstruck, mm-hmm. Enchanted. Okay. Then she's sitting there by the water. You put trauma around me for the first time, like in mine. 
Um, the scene where he keeps saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, could be you are an expert at sorry, like dear John. Um, when he's walking away uh, later on at the, end of the, at the end of the movie with his hands in, in his pockets, like in Last Kiss. Um, in the party scene, you could argue that she's standing alone in a crowded room, um, like in the story of us. And then when she's laying in the bed and she kind of turns over and then like the Christmas lights turn on and the song Innocence, a string of lights are still bright to me. So kudos to I Get Mystified on TikTok because when I saw that, I was immediately sold. I said, yes, <laughs> you are correct. Speak Now is next. I'm speaking it into existence along with everybody else that's on this train. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I saw one more theory about the tree, the big tree that was on the cover of All Too Well. Someone said, um, Amanda Carr commented, the tree cover, Woodville written in the tree. She talked to Jimmy Kimmel on 12, 15, 20, Woodville, three plus years, Woodville to be released, 12, 15, 23, after her re-records. <laughs> Gosh, would that not be insane? <laughs> I would explode <laughs> just straight up we'd all just have to throw our throw our hands in the yeah. air and be like I give up Taylor oh what's, my God. what's going on here I also did like that when she's reading the story at the end and I know we were talking about like lip reading throughout the throughout the whole movie but it's really obvious when she's reading the book at the end that she says I walked through the door with you the air was cold like she's like reading the actual like lyrics of the story, the mm -hmm. story of us. I don't know. One could say, and it but. pans. <laughs> it pans to the audience, and they're so enthralled. They're experiencing the emotion through her story, and it's just like that's what she's saying with her music. That's what's happening. Give me a Taylor Swift book of poems. <gasps> would that not be incredible? It would. That's it would what be we need. Amazing. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Also, what does it take to be an extra in a Taylor Swift music video? Right. Because if I was in that scene, just sitting there watching her read my book or her book, man, I would mm -hmm. give anything. Mm -hmm. um, can we talk about Jake Lyon? Yes. I think <laughs> this is my favorite Easter egg. This is the best because it's so petty. It is wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. So at the, well, the credits, they start. Wait, before the credits. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Backtrack. There was something else. Backtrack. Backtrack. So I think it's cool that she made, after re-releasing Fearless, she made her peace with uh, Joe and Sophie sending their baby a blanket. 
with all too well in the last scene, she left Jake out in the cold. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I just think that's, so oh funny. that's pretty good. Okay, that is pretty okay. good. <sighs> and also, like he's he's out there watching. Like she knows he's watching he's the watching. short film. He has to, right? He's but watching. But curiosity must get to him. There's he, no way. You don't think so? No, I'm saying there's no way he wouldn't. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, I didn't oh. finish my sentence. I was oh. just like stunned. Okay, he that's was, not, that's he, it. Jake Gyllenhaal was up at midnight with everyone else. <laughs> Well, I did see a TikTok that said, um, how do you think the person who you wrote this about feels? And she was like, honestly, I've never even thought about it. Or what do you think your music is doing to those that you're right? And she's she's just like so nonchalant about it. I, I don't even care. I've never even thought about it, which is hilarious because we all know it's not hilarious that he's getting tormented, but we do know that he's getting tormented. So the fact for her to say that, that I've never even considered what this would do to the other person, she's just brushing it off. Like, it doesn't matter. You you did it to me first kind of attitude. Well, and I always think about the interview that she did when they, this was like forever ago, but they asked her, you know, like, well, what do you think about the people that you write, that you write songs about? And she's like, well, if they don't want me writing songs about them, they shouldn't do bad things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> They know what the deal is. Exactly. Like, I, I did see someone on TikTok that was like, well, maybe Jake should have just been a better boyfriend. Yeah, did you ever think of that? <laughs> don't make Taylor the villain here. She's not. Yeah, she's she didn't break her own heart. She is completely valid in her feelings and expressing her feelings and sharing her feelings with us. Jake should have just been a better boyfriend, allegedly. Better man? Yes. <laughs> Credits. They Please. Okay, start, I'm sorry. They Go ahead. start at exactly 13 minutes. <laughs> 13 zero, zero. And the first words you see at 1300, hey, written yep. and directed by Taylor Swift, 13. And then it's like the very last credit. <laughs> it says, uh, whoever plays the grown-up guy, it's him later. Him, him yeah. later on. Him yeah. later on. And it's played by Jake Lyon. And there's <laughs> there's not an actor named Jake Lyon. That, doesn't, that person doesn't exist. Well, there is a gamer who actually does exist. Um, his name's Jake Lyon on Twitter. He's verified and everything, and he jokingly apologized to Taylor <laughs> Swift. He said, I'm sorry, Taylor. But yeah, Jake Lyon. Jake Lyon is who you claimed was this actor well, playing him later on. And did you see the girl that posted on TikTok that she dated the real Jake Lyon? Oh, really? Yeah, there's this girl. Oh, man, I don't have her username. The gamer? She dated the gamer? No, 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 no. The Jake Lyon in the video. Oh, 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 oh. Got she it. said okay. that she woke up to a bunch of texts from her friends being like, your ex, Jake Lyon, is in the Taylor Swift So is his video. name actually Jake Lyon? Yes. Okay. He's also he's also credited as a gaffer on the on the video. Gotcha. Okay. Because so I was like, seeing I don't know people saying like, he doesn't exist. No, he does. There's a gotcha. a real Jake Lyon, L Y O N, and this mm-hmm. girl on TikTok, or at least claims that she dated him. And so everybody was like, "Oh my God, please give us the story. Like, what is what is the story behind him?" And she's like, "You know what? It's amazing because he has actually been you know preparing for this role by breaking my heart." <laughs> And she she showed on her TikTok a bunch of pictures of him that she had. And it was weird. She had a lot of pictures of the back of his head. Okay. And people were like, how weird? Because, yeah. like, I've been with my boyfriend for six years. And I, I don't have pictures of just the back of his head. But this girl just happened to have so many pictures of the back of this guy's head. Wow. She's obsessed with it. It was <laughs> all too well. And she was so interesting because she was like, yeah, I've actually... Um, you know, I've never really listened to Taylor Swift until now, but now now I have to because my ex plays the infamous uh, Jake. How crazy. That's awesome. So the whole point of that was just to say that he's lying. Absolutely. That, that was the whole point of adding him in the end because I didn't know that was a real person. I just thought that was one last middle finger on the way out the door. Do we think as they were making the video, she was like, oh, wait, my crew member's name is Jake Lyon? 
you have to play this part. Like, because that could have been the back of Dylan O'Brien's head. It, it wouldn't have mattered. Been, yeah. Could have been the back of anyone's head. But surely they're like, oh, wait, your name is Jake Lyon. Can you come do this part? Yeah. Like, do you think it was coincidental? Or no. she would have to look up or she would have to look up an actor named Jake Lyon. That's a lot of steps. But it could be kind of funny to be like, hey, how funny would it be if we find someone, you know, yeah. with like But well, they needed to find someone with middle initial B, Jake B. Lyon. Yeah. <laughs> it could have it could have been a situation where like maybe someone who was working on the movie was like, Oh my god, I know someone who knows someone who knows someone who's so named funny. Jake Lyon. It would be hilarious. Yeah, that would be awesome. I would love to know the actual it story of how this happened but regardless it's iconic yeah i appreciate the joke i i appreciate the joke all the way i do think taylor swift is the queen of playing the long game sure you know Mm -hmm. it really everything always just comes back and it's a giant puzzle and i'm having the best time putting it together yeah does anyone have any extra thoughts before we leave um i do just have one thing that i saw from a tiktoker at uh sapphic nuffles um, and I just love that they pointed out, they said, so Jake didn't show up at her party, but James showed up to Betty's. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love that. And I just wanted to give credit because I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> that is really good. So I'm sure at some point we will have a ranking of Taylor Swift's best songs. I mean, this got to be pretty high up there. Right, Amy? I already sent y'all the text in the group. <laughs> yes. But I'm just saying, like, I mean... Songs that she will be remembered for, or at least what her fans will really remember Mm -hmm. her for, is like her best songs. This has got to be pretty high up there. Well, and it's very, it's it's making history because it. Everybody's been kind of saying that it goes against every single rule of the streaming era. It's so long. It's ten minutes long. It's the last track on the album, but yet it went number one, Mm -hmm. and that is unbelievable. You know, I think there's there's a reason why Taylor Swift is our favorite artist, and I think she just constantly proves it over and over again. I said our, right? She's our favorite mm-hmm. artist. Well, if you have listened to an hour and a half of us talking about a 15-minute music video, 10-minute <laughs> <laughs> song, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. We've had such a blast making this podcast so far, and we can't wait to keep it up. And be sure to join us next week. We're going to hear from you because we have a whole lot of fan mail that we haven't answered yet, and we're very excited to get into it. And all the ways to contact us are in the description of this podcast. And remember... Give us a good rating on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on right now. Leave us a good review and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Hey, and you know what? We will be revisiting this all too well at some point again because, like all of Taylor's music, it's constantly evolving. We're discovering new and different things. So if we miss something, if you have a take on something, please hit us up. We would love to hear from you and see how we were wrong, what we missed. Mm -hmm. We want to hear from you. Thanks for listening to 13, a Taylor Swift fan podcast. Subscribe for free and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.